I'm John Moingle with today's Radio on the Go sports headlines for Monday, October 16th. Here's what's happening today in volleyball. The postseason is getting underway with first-round matches. Class 1A Region 2, number 8 AGWSR will host West Hancock. That'll air on 99 The Wave. The winner will get Northwood Kensett at Rockford. Class 1A Region 6, Clarksville at number 9 St. Ansgar. Riceville at Turkey Valley. North Butler will host Tripola on 104.9 KLMJ. And West Central will be at Waterloo Christian. Class 2A Region 4 first round. Madrid at Woodward Granger. The winner of that one gets Dyke New Hartford. Class 2A Region 5 first round. West Fork at Pocahontas area. The winner of that will get South Harden. Emmitsburg will be at Manson Northwest Webster. The winner of that gets Applington Parkersburg. 2A Region 8 first round. Grandview Christian at East Marshall. The winner of that gets Grundy Center. The Iowa High School Athletic Association has announced first-round football playoff matchups for Classes 2A through 8-player. In Class 2A, Clary and Goldfield Dows will play at number 3, West Lyon. In Class 1A, number 1, Grundy Center will host Cascade, Dyke New Hartford will play at Manson Northwest Webster, and South Harden will be at number 3, Sumner Fredericksburg. In Class A, North Butler will play at number 9, Starmont. In 8-player, number 4, Clarksville will host Turkey Valley. The first-round games will be on Friday, October 20th. The winners will be placed into pods of four teams for the second round and quarterfinals. View the matchups at RadioOnTheGo.com. The Applington Parkersburg football team was shut out 27-0 at Sumner Fredericksburg in Friday's regular season finale. The Falcons held the Cougars to a punt on the opening drive, but fumbled on their first offensive snap of the game. That set up a short touchdown run by Sumner Fredericksburg for a 7-0 lead. Early in the second quarter, the Cougars added another rushing touchdown to double the lead, and it was 14-0 at halftime. The teams traded interceptions in the second half, but rushing touchdowns in the third and fourth quarters gave the Cougars an insurmountable lead, and the Falcons ran out of time on a late drive, which could have prevented a shutout. Head coach Alex Pollock says his team made some mistakes in an unfortunate end to the season. It was tough. Obviously, the elements didn't help us again. You know, we're we're kind of learning that uh, it's just, you know, it wasn't meant to be this year, you know, the, with the weather a couple times and stuff like that. But, you know, you go up against a really good Summer Fred team, and, you know, you're going to have to play really, really well. You know, you're going to have to sustain drives and not make mistakes, and we didn't sustain our drives, and, and we made our fair share of mistakes. So uh, a lot of credit to them. Obviously, they're uh, you know they won the district title for a reason. You know, I thought our kids played extremely hard tonight, and that's what I was uh, really proud of. You know, because we were dinged up. We had a lot of guys limping off the field starting early in the game, and they just kept battling. You know, our seniors never wanted it to end, and you know it's just unfortunate that it that it did end the way it did. Gavin Thomas was nine of twenty one passing for twelve yards and an interception. The team rushed for 133 yards, led by Thomas's 12 carries for 57 yards. Gavin Allen and Cooper Hoff each had eight tackles to lead defensively. AP season ends at 3-5 and five overall and 1-4 and four in district play. The Dyke New Hartford football team secured a share of the 1A District 3 title with a 14-8 win at Denver Friday. After a scoreless first quarter, a Wolverine fumble on their own 7-yard line set the Cyclones up for a short touchdown pass and 2-point conversion for an 8-0 lead. But DNH responded on the next drive, capping it off with a three-yard touchdown run by Noah Borcherding, followed by a Colin Meester pass to Micah Walston for the tying two-point conversion. The Cyclones began the second half with a long drive that chewed up most of the clock in the third quarter, but a Tyson Bennett interception prevented a score. Later in the second half, Tate DeBurr had an interception, and the third quarter was scoreless. With less than two minutes remaining, a three-yard touchdown run by Micah Walston gave the Wolverines a 14-8 lead. At the 
end of regulation, the DNH defense came up with a goal line stand to secure the win. Head coach Don Betts says his team's defense was the difference. Our defense played their their tails off. They've kind of been the what we've hung our hat on all year long. Our defensive line, I thought, did a great job. Uh, Denver is, is huge. They've got they've got a large offensive line. They've got good running backs. Zach Edelman, I thought, played very well. Take the Burr, Jack Haynes. Ty Deering, our, our front line, and then our linebackers, Borchardine and Michael Walston. And Jack Severson had a, a whale of a game. He, he had been out the game before and came back and just had a whale of a game. We just uh, have, have hung our hat on those guys all, all year long, and, and they've done a great job for us, and they did last night also. Meester was 6 of 10 passing for 63 yards. Walston had 13 carries for 84 yards. Jack Severson led with 12 and a half tackles. The win secured a share of the district title, a three-way tie with number 4 MFL Marmac and number 3 Sumner Fredericksburg. Betts says his team accomplished a goal and is battle-tested heading into the playoffs. That was one of the goals that we established early on is we wanted to be champions of this district. You know, we got a piece of that championship. We've got some really talented kids, but, you know, we might not be the most talented. We may not be the prettiest in how we do things, but our kids just battle and fight, and they just keep coming at you. That's the hallmark of this team. That's the kind of team you want to take into the playoffs because you know you're going to get the best from them every time that they're out there, and, and I love that about this team. And to do what they did in, in this district, and I, I would say unequivocally the, the toughest district in the state of Iowa in Class 1A. It's just an outstanding job by those guys. The Wolverines finished the regular season 5-3 and three overall and 4-1 and one in district play. They'll open the playoffs Friday at Manson Northwest Webster, a game that'll air on 99 The Wave. The number 8 and 1A AGWSR volleyball team will begin its postseason tonight by hosting West Hancock. It'll be the third straight season the teams will have met in the postseason opener. The Cougars finished the regular season 15-23 and overall, a similar mark to last year's season that ended in the state semifinals. Head coach Jill Smith says her team earned the top seed in the region with a remarkable strength of schedule. We have a brutal schedule. I mean, it's it's really tough. We see a lot of ranked teams for the majority of our season. And so, you know, I, I do appreciate the fact that the girls' union takes a look at that when they're determining rankings and who deserves, you know, to go on in the postseason. So we are really happy with our draw for playoffs and, you know, hopefully we can step up to the challenge. The Cougars have a diverse offense with four starters racking up over 100 kills during the regular season in a two-middle hitter formation. Briley Metzger and Karis Lippert are the team kill leaders, each with 143. West Hancock is 0-30 overall and has not won a set the entire season. Smith says it'll be an opportunity to get on the right track for a deep postseason run. I think anytime you're playing a team that you're quote-unquote supposed to beat or, you know, someone who maybe isn't quite as skilled, we can't look past anyone. I think what's going to be really critical is that we really focus on what we're doing on our side of the court, that we come out and focus on, you know, playing cougar volleyball, really working to, again, utilize our middles to make sure our offense is the pace we want it to be and not kind of get sucked into a slower pace. Tonight's match will air on 99 The Wave. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6.40 p.m., followed by the first serve at 7 o'clock. The winner will face either Rockford or Northwood Kensett in Wednesday's regional quarterfinals.
Grundy Center senior setter Ellery Learning recently became the program's all-time assists leader. She recorded her 3,094th assist at a tournament at Cedar Rapids Jefferson. At last week's regular season finale against Denver, Learning was recognized for the achievement. She was honored to be recognized in front of a standing ovation. I mean, it's just an awesome moment. I mean, there's been a lot of great players before me, like Heather Hook, so being able to like go out there and just the previous record holder, Heather Friedman, previously known as Heather Hook, was in attendance. She had held the record since 2012. Head coach Lori Willis says it speaks to Luring's talent and longevity as a four-year starter. It was great, and I absolutely loved being able to bring Heather back too, so Heather could have that moment, you know, of like the passing of the torch to Ellery. Um, and, you know, just the smile on Ellery's face was just like priceless. It just meant so much to us just to see that smile on her face. And, um, you know, and, and that's a big, that's a big number. You have to be setting all four years. And for somebody to come in and be able to run a 5-1, let alone do it at Grundy Center, um, that's saying a lot. And she's just doing a great job of running the The number three and two A Spartans will begin their postseason Wednesday by hosting either Grandview Christian or East Marshall. Find more sports at RadioOnTheGo.com and wherever podcasts are found. I'm John Moenkel reporting.